Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach! Yes! All right! First touchdown of the year. Bobby Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already. It's Merced. Ha ha. It's the Six Red Cane Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz, Blue, Vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up. Ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. We see the Six Red Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. That's never still put a damage to your What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I got to throw in some different stuff every once in a while and say hello in a different way. Not it gets too monotonous and we're just like, hey, welcome to the Six Rings King Show. Nah, 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 nah. Yo, yo, yo. I'd love for everybody to give me a yo, 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 but I know it's not going to happen. Yeah. You, you guys are no fun. But that's maybe tomorrow. Or maybe tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Perfect. Tomorrow, guys. Tune in tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> I, I know Jazz did vacationing. You damn right, I did. Check this out, baby. Savannah, Savannah Bananas. You know what this is, right, Blue? Yeah. You know the Savannah Bananas. Oh yeah. I know DJ yeah. knows. This was like, who the hell is a Savannah Bananas? Come on, dude. Bill hey, I know now. I know now. I didn't Go. know ten minutes ago, but yeah. I've been going up to speed. Does yeah, Bill yeah. Lee still play for the for the Savannah Bananas? See, now you're asking too much, DJ. Who oh, did? Who'd you say? Bill Lee, the pitcher, because he used yes, to he pitch did. The- Yes, he Red did. There, way Bob. back in the day. Yeah. Yes, he did. Boston baked bean. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool, by the way. They have like all these different teams that that kind of do the same thing. They're like the ultimate team, right? Oh. They're like globe trotters, and they're good well. too. Yeah, they're good. They can play they're like the globe trotters, like you were gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got like the making bacon uh, oh, play yeah. as well, and some other teams that 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 have the same, you know, those fun funky little names. But yeah, yeah they can play a little bit, man. They so, dance too. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It was fun. Yeah, as as you probably everybody knows, I was in Savannah this weekend, so Thursday through Sunday, it was a, a hell of a time. We had a, gr- a really good time, but. Uh, 
get you know this yeah, shows about jazz, 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 football. jazz okay? strategically avoided having to watch the canes play baseball this weekend which was a good move on his part <laughs> no listen i saw <laughs> i saw the saturday game and i saw a little bit of friday because i'm 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 you know i'm i'm a gangster and saturday I, was a game yeah i support my team no matter what you know what i mean so um look at that pin down was in savannah this weekend also okay oh, and i and pin down i've eaten there and, and the shrimp and grits are off the charts boy. you know i didn't get to eat there this this time around i'll probably go the next time but i, I ate at a place called the old pink house which oh, okay. was awesome really cool place and paula dean's cool. son was that was there the day i was there and oh uh, really yeah the shrimp and grits were awesome oh that's cool that's cool yeah i mean they've got a ton of places there that that got some really great. We lost and, Danny with the uh, with the grits. With the grits, the, yeah, that's not, that, grits? that's not a New England. That's not a New England area. Not really. So they don't do that up there. Oh, no. no, we have uh, clam chowder, which yeah, you guys, I'm no, clam chowder and Chinese food because I've noticed Southern Chinese food is nothing <laughs> like. No, it's different, right? Yeah, it's way different. So, actually, so, I mean, Boston has some great. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, best fried Italian ice. food. Yeah, Boston you're right. Italian food. Yeah, so maybe Pimp Down was the only – so, by the way, really quick, and I'll end this Savannah talk after that, right? There was – I didn't see anybody else. Of course, I'm walking all throughout Savannah with my UM stuff on. Um, I didn't see anybody else. You know, of course, I'm not going to see anybody else. I see Georgia Bulldogs and Auburn and Alabama and all that stuff uh, and Florida Gators and FSU. But, of course, you don't see a lot of Miami stuff. The last day that I was there, which was ye- actually yesterday, I'm driving down one of the smaller streets. It's totally random, like off the beaten path. And, of course – there shows up a red a red pickup truck with a, a huge silver U on the back, one on the tailgate, one on the side. I'm like, finally, here's yeah. another UM. That was the only the only other person I saw wearing a UM anything uh, in Savannah. So it was kind of cool, but um, yeah, it was fun. Everybody should definitely go check that out. Ah, uh, IMAX, what's up? Shout out to you. Yeah, salmon croquettes and you lost me with the salmon croquettes, by the way. Uh, Frank's Red Hots, I love. I put that but also. We, we I can't put that, call that on everything. everything. I, I don't, <laughs> no one, no one from Miami can call it a croquette. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Say Even croquette. if it's not the right variety, you gotta say croquette. It doesn't it matter. So, it was so weird saying salmon croquette. Salmon croquette, bro. For real, that's true, bitch. You're right. Yeah, we, we, we gotta be strict about these things. What's going on here? Well. That's a great start to this show. We finally have an offensive coordinator, ladies and gentlemen. Canes fans all throughout the world are very excited because they've wanted this air raid. No, no, no. Canes fans aren't excited about this air raid offense. Yeah, I am. I think that. I mean, I mean, we're we're, we're so excited. We've spent weeks talking about yeah. who's going to be the coordinator, and then after we finally have him, five minutes on food. <laughs> I mean, why the hell not? I mean, come on. <laughs> we're excited. We're excited uh, at the fact that it was announced the day after we recorded the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it couldn't even perfect it couldn't even Yeah, it couldn't even been like that Sunday or something. No, we just literally watched the basketball game last week. Offensive coordinator announced Tuesday. Hey, so uh, be it. That's all right. Shannon Dawson. Shannon Dawson, offensive coordinator, uh, comes from uh, by way of the University of Houston. Running, uh, as I said earlier, the uh, air raid offense that a lot of people down here have been wanting for quite some time. I know that now the consensus is you can't win a national title with an air raid offense. Uh, so why the heck did we get an air raid offense now? So it's, you know, typical Miami Hurricanes fan stuff, right? Flip-flopping all over the place. We want an air raid offense. We don't want an air raid offense. We want this. We want to pass for 6,000 yards and score 60, 60 points a game. And now we don't want that because we don't win national championships. 
which one is it, right? Well, so, well, I mean, what we want to do is we want to throw for for at least 500 yards a game okay. while while winning the time of possession with 40 minutes of time of possession, okay. Okay. and the other team not crossing midfield. Until we can get there, right? You know, we gotta have problems. So. Yeah, and we gotta score at least 45 points a game. At least, at least, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so I mean, now that we've got it, uh, you know. Blue, what are your thoughts on Shannon Dawson, man? You might have a little – you know, he obviously comes from the Dana Horgerson, Hal Mum uh, school of uh, offense with that air raid. But he does have some running concepts. I know I was joking around, by the way. He did have a guy like Alton McCaskill run for almost 1,000 yards, 16 touchdowns last year. What's your take on Shannon Dawson as the new offense coordinator here in Miami? And, by the way, we'll talk about others that might get hired too because that's going to play a big part in how this offense runs. Uh, Geno Smith speaks very highly of him. Uh, he coached Gino at West Virginia. He's a um, very innovative guy. He's, uh, I, I call him Lashley 2.0 because I think he's got the same philosophies. Um, and I think now he has a little bit more talent to work with than, than Lashley probably did. Just need the quarterback to be healthy, stay healthy, because I think where Van Dyke fits into this offense, nobody else on that, that they have really would fit in the offense. So uh, let's, uh, let's hope that Van Dyke is the guy to protect him. He stays healthy. And I think they could, uh, they could put up some points. I, I just, uh, it, it, yeah, I, well, forget about it being an air raid. Cause I don't think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be because remember he had a thousand yard rush last year at Houston. And, and it, it, so they can run the ball. And I think that if Miami's running the ball, you're going to have to run the ball to, to move that offense. I don't care what anybody says. You really have to. I mean, you just you just can't sit back there and throw. You just can't because he's going to get sacked mercifully. So you have to have a running game. And uh, you have to get the running backs involved in it. Um, you know, what the, the uh, Houston running back had, a, what, 109 receptions last year. Yeah. I mean, every tight ends, remember, that's the one thing that I was excited about when Lashley was here, that the tight ends were supposed to be involved. And, um, yeah, no, I think it's a good hire. I don't care what anybody says. I just, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to – this this stuff with – I'm not going to pigeonhole him with air raid. I'm just – Listen, Miami needs to score points. I don't care. I don't care what you want to call it. Uh, DJ, I got a question for you, but I'm going to go to you last because uh, I got a specific question for you that we kind of spoke a little bit about it off air. But Vish, so Ben, Ben, look, Ben brings up a great point. I love what he says. Kane's fans are mad, aren't mad. It's a, it's now an air raid. Uh, they're mad. It's an air raid with a guy they've never heard of, uh, which you know tends to see tends to be the running theme with uh, Coach Mario Cristobal this time around. Hiring a guy like Lance Gidry as your defensive coordinator, which, by the way, uh, they did hire a linebacker coach. Well, inside linebacker coach, Derek yeah. Nicholson, Good uh, out of Louisville. Big, big, big hire. I like that FSU, hire former FSU guy. Yep. Big, big, big time hire. So I really like that. He's the one that kind of – he helped a little TJ Capers to uh, commit over to Louisville as well. So that could be in, in play now. Anyways, uh, moving back to this, this whole thing with the air raid, um, <clears throat> your thoughts on – you know, look, it's not someone that – you know, many, many players, or I'm sorry, many fans know about, uh, you know, then once you start to hear about what he did at Houston and, you know, and, and what type of offense he runs, obviously players get excited, especially the quarterbacks and the, and the wide receivers. Uh, but what's your take on how this offense is going to kind of shape up, you know, with our personnel 
and just the fact that this is someone that not everybody knows who he is. Yeah, well, I think that, frankly, I, I don't care if we know who he is. We knew who everyone was last year, and look how that was. <laughs> yeah, I, that so, amen to that for sure. So I do think, though, it is a little bit – I don't think it's any secret this wasn't – Mario didn't immediately go for this guy. You know, he, he settled on him, which is fine. Sometimes those are the ones that work out the best, right? I mean, we everyone's like, Tom Brady was a six-round pick. Like, that was – and now that's given everyone an excuse to not draft a quarterback high. That doesn't, <laughs> which isn't, which isn't a good answer. But you know that was because they got their first choices first, and then they settled on on him down the draft. And you know there's countless examples of that. But I do think it is a little bit telling. We talk about air raid and fit to the offense. He didn't go through five or six air raid guys before getting to this one. This was the best offensive coordinator could get um, after trying to hire other coaches. So I do think that does dictate a little bit of the style. I don't know that Mario over and I just decide, yes, let's go full air raid offense here when, you know, had he gotten one of his other choices, it would have been a completely different offense. Like that doesn't really make sense either. So I think, um, you know, what David Everett said here, I think what's exciting here is is the passing concepts because we couldn't scheme anything open last year in the hmm. passing game. Right. right. So I think bringing those those passing concepts and blending it with some of the some of the running is, is probably what the end goal is. And, and the other thing with Dawson that you got to understand is Holgerson is overbearing on offense. So how much of that is, you know, him wanting to run things versus Holgerson, right. he might want to run more than he did at Houston. Right. And I know blue saying we had, they had a thousand yard back, which is true, but he's got to give enough carries to keep all these running backs happy. Like we have a deep backfield. That's not going to work if you're throwing 75% of the time. So if you have one back and, and that's kind of like, you know, more of a scat back that can run and also like catch the ball, like you mentioned, 100 receptions, you can keep the one guy happy. But, you know, between Parrish and, I mean, knock on wood, Cheney's healthy citizen, you got to get these kids carries. So I don't think he's going to have the luxury of, and they look at our receiver position. It's not nearly as strong as the running back position. So, there's a lot of signs pointing to he's going to run more than he did at Houston. Now that doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to run 70% of the time or something. He's not going to change everything. You don't hire him regardless of how far down your list you go. You don't hire him unless you want him to bring some of that passing game with him. So I think we'll have a better passing game. How much run versus pass? I don't know. I, I think we also recruit an offensive line that lends itself to a lot, that, you know, a lot of big dudes, a lot of strong guys that you're going to want to, lean on defenses with and to the extent air raid when you run the ball in it you're not really doing a lot of power running not a lot of guard pulling and, and those types of things which mirror ball teaches so it does feel a little bit like um yeah there you go the 114th in the nation in, in run attempts good stat ben uh, not <laughs> It's hard to imagine all those running backs being happy with something like that you each get three carries a game it's not it's not something that that really is gonna you know, lend itself to, to that. So I do think we're going to probably see more running they had at Houston. Again, we don't know how much of that was him and how much was Holgerson anyway. Right. I mean, there are times where they cut to the sideline when the Houston defense is on the field. Holgerson's not even watching the game because he's on the sideline, <laughs> like draw, draw, drawing up offensive stuff. Like that's how obsessive he is offensively. So, you know, this will be Dawson, probably maybe a little bit more of his offense and maybe his offense puts a little bit of a different spin on it. The last thing on air raid is, we tend to view modern as anything that that this was not what Miami was doing. Air raid was modern twenty five years ago. 
it's not really like I mean, Miami are, did it with Dennis Erickson. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did a form of it. Then I think they call right. it run and shoot or whatever. Right. But like, um, and in one back, yeah, when he got rid of the fullback, everyone freaked out. But um, <laughs> <laughs> then the fullback came back and what again with the fullback. But but you know, defense, like you said, Jazz, defenses have caught up with this. Just running a pure air raid, no one's won anything in like the last twenty years. So. There, I think there's necessarily going to be a blend to fit the talent and to try and win, but I'm really excited about the passing game. <laughs> Getting so you can you can modernize that passing game into some better concepts here than what we were running last year. I agree, I agree, and I and I think that like as you mentioned, Vish, uh, you know, and has I think Ben mentioned it or or someone else, David, uh, in the chat. It, it's a power running concept that he has as well that Shannon Dawson runs. And like you said, he probably didn't get as much leeway as he as he wanted at Houston to run his style of offense to, you know, to, to exactly how he wanted to do it, right? A lot of that influence, I would say a lot more than half of that influence of that offense was Dana Horgerson. And I think this gives him an opportunity to maybe run more of his style of offense, which includes a power running, not a powder running concept, power running concept. I, I saw powder Earlier, I was like, "What is a powder? Is that like some sort of scheme?" No, he meant powder. No, that, that is something very different, Miami. We, we've <laughs> yes, had trouble with is. that in the early '90s. Let's not let's not. Yeah, 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 Just in the early '90s, because I'm pretty sure. It's, well, no, that's when still it, running that's, right when it, that's when it bubbled all the way up to the athletic department, though. If it was that a powder running offense, I mean, not, not bubble. Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But not, not to uh, to history lesson, everyone. But the the whole Powell Grant thing was driven by by trying to defraud money to pay for an athletic uh, member of the athletic department's cocaine habit. So uh. <laughs> good times. Good, good times. times. Yeah. Fun times. D- DJ. So I got a question for you because, you know, Vince mentioned it a little bit, uh, but we didn't kind of go into deep, but we spoke about it a little bit off air, right? Is the whole thing of, was this a hire that, you know, kind of says a little bit about Mario Cristobal, how people perceive, you know, uh, working with him would be like, uh, is this kind of like a swing and miss and swing and miss and swing and miss hire uh, where he finally just settled? And look, and to a certain degree, yes, he did settle because, you know, some some other coaches fell through. Uh, read read that however you, you want. But the truth is this wasn't his first pick. Probably wasn't his second or third pick either. <laughs> is, is, this, is this kind of like you look at it and you say, well, you know, th- this was kind of like one of those hires where – you know, this is what you get for taking so long. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. To a certain degree, yeah. I mean, I do think the Air Raid, you know, still has its place in modern college football and I do think that we have the personnel coming in and currently on the roster to maybe run it however he did take and I'm obviously figuratively speaking here forever and trying to hire an offensive coordinator so I mean I think it's a little bit of both um you know I wouldn't you know me personally off air I was going crazy because they didn't hire an offensive coordinator and take him forever I thought and so I think I think you know, both statements can be true that this is something where the offense needs to shake up, but also, you know, you kind of were uh, backs against the wall, last minute higher. Um, I don't know if I could definitively answer one way or the other, but 
in my view, it's, you know, a combination of both needing to reinvigorate the offense, but also, you know, spring practice is coming up very quick. So they needed to hire somebody. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of wanted to mention this as well because, you know, playbooks were technically supposed to be given out last week anyway. So I think that that – I don't want to say rushed his decision because I think at that point he already kind of had his guy and um, it just kind of worked well with the same day, you know, hiring. But um, you've got the playbook now. You know, that, that style of offense is a little bit easier to, to understand, to pick up, especially for like the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. I think that – you know, guys like like TVD and, and, and our wide receivers that are there now uh, will be able to excel in an offense like this. Uh, it's just it's just you know suited for them. But on the other end, Vish made a great point about the offensive line as well. Is the fact that they're going to have to run that power running running concept and then work in the air raid um, blocking scheme as well. Which look, these guys are, are talented offensive linemen based off of the guys that we're bringing in, the guys that are coming back are not bad, and the tra- transfer portal guys as well. I think that we've got a nice mix of smart, athletic, and really strong guys. So I think that they'll be able to, you know, play both schemes, right? The power running game and the air raid, I think we'll, we'll be fine there. What I think is going to be interesting to see, Blue, okay, is kind of s- transitioning now to what they're going to do with their position hires because we saw Kevin Smith uh, left, went back to Old Miss, um, to Ole Miss, uh, you know, the tight end position, not sure what's going on there. I know there was rumblings that Coach Field may not be on the field this year. I, I'm not sure exactly what's what's happening there. But you've got Shannon Dawson, who's a quarterback coach as well, by the way, right? <clears throat> so he's going to be handling the quarterbacks. So now you've got a couple positions open, the wide receiver coach position, and you've got the running back coach position. We, you know, we heard today that a guy like Telly Lockett was in the mix. He's not in the mix anymore. Apparently he's returning to Marshall. Uh, we've spoken about guys like uh, Roland Smith, who's on staff, and uh, Tim Harris uh, Jr., who's at UCF now, was at FIU as well. So those are some of the names, along with some of the the other bigger names out in college football. Blue, what can you tell me about you know your thoughts on who you'd like to see get that position as a running back coach, and 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 I guess essentially the wide receiver position as well, wide receiver coach position. Uh, if there's anybody that you'd really like to see come in and take those roles. And, uh, you know, who would be a good fit to help develop the guys that are here now and from a recruiting standpoint as well? Well, my number one guy right off the bat was Juwan Sider. Um, but I think what they did is they is what they did with uh, Charlie uh, Partridge when they went after him and everybody got w- word of it. Now Charlie's making $1.3 million and he's assistant head coach. So I think Juwan's going to be in the same mode. Juwan had undoubtedly the best two freshman running backs. It wasn't even close at Penn State last year in the country. I mean, you know, you and he's the guy who went out and got them. He's the one that went and got Mac from St. Thomas, Aquinas. Uh, Glade Central graduate, classy dude, been around, been at West Virginia, was a West Virginia guy. That was my number one guy right out of the box. I didn't think Timmy Harris was ready yet. As a power five situation, not a UCF that's going into power five. This is is a whole different deal. I, I think Tim's because Tim really hasn't been. He was only like didn't really play call plays last year. Uh, I think that he took it away from him. Didn't hire him as an offensive coordinator. You know when they had the opening at UCF. I like him. I like Telly. I just think that uh, Telly's 
I just think Cider was the best guy. And uh, whether that's over with or because that was one of the, the names, Corey Bell from FIU, who can coach four different positions. He's a wide receiver guy, he's a DB, he's a running back coach, and he's a recruiter. But like my friend Frank Pont said, Miami doesn't need recruiters. They need coaches. And he's 100% right. They need guys to coach up the, the athletes there. Uh, recruiting takes care of itself once you win. And um, and I agree with that. Are you interested in a guy like Mike Jinx, who obviously coached with Shannon Dawson over at, well, at Houston? That would be that would be Shannon Dawson's. Um, uh, I'm sure he would like to have him there. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be bad. I mean, but then here we go again. We're just taking the best that's available. And is Miami really at that road now where they're people are turning them down and 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 they're going to be taking the best available? Uh, they got to get a marquee guy. Got a marquee backfield. I mean, there's some – those guys work out. Miami's arguably in a year or so going to have one of the best uh, offensive backfields in the country. I mean, you got a guy like uh, Chris Johnson who is a fat – he could be the fastest running back in the country. Um, you have Mark Fletcher who is a is a, ho- a horse. He's not going to turn his back when he's on the line of screen – when he's down. I know that we talked about <laughs> a, b- a certain big guy doing that last year. He's not going to do that. We also we also saw what Citizen can do. I think he's been a steal. I think when he when he gets to healthy, he's going to be a steal. And we know Parrish is Parrish. Parrish is a dependable back. Uh, doesn't you know for a smaller guy doesn't bounce everything outside. You know when you're like 175, 180 pounds, the tendency is to pop everything outside. He'll run tackle to tackle. So. I think you need a, a a running backs coach that will develop these guys, right, and continue to develop them. And and I know that somebody like Cider would have been the guy, but uh, we'll see. Maybe yeah. that's what's taken so damn long. <laughs> I remember trying to buy him out too. Yeah. Oh man, um, this is an interesting one to me because you know, as far as running back coaches, it's tough, man. It, it, Here's why I think it's tough because I don't know. I don't know how important it is to have. You know, like, should we put the importance on? You know, this needs to be a kick-ass hire. We need to have a badass running back coach. We need to have a, a badass wide receiver coach, right? Like, I don't. I don't know. And you guys can probably tell me, Blue DJ. You can probably tell me if, if it's more important that I'm that I'm feeling it is, right? Like, is it important? Is it really that important to be like, like you said, to get that home run higher because, gosh, man, we got a stable of badass backs. We need to, you know, make sure we got a really awesome coach. Or is it more like these backs are talented. Don't get in their way. Teach them little things here and there. Help them develop a little bit and let them go. You know, let them go out there and run, you know, run hard. I, that's just my thought process on this whole thing. You know, I don't, I don't know. You know how Vish or, or DJ, how how you guys feel on that? No, you need you need a quality coach to to unlock that talent, and you know whatever offensive scheme we end up running, that is the most talented position on the offense is the running back field. So, shortchanging them without, and again, it's going to be best available. It's not going to be the best running back coach in the country. It's going to be the best available right. running back coach in the country. But I don't think it's a trivial matter. You got to 
teach them how to how to how to read gaps, how to pick up blitzes. You know, a lot of running back position is really complicated because you're kind of reading is it, you know, you sometimes you're a receiver or a blocker on the same play depending on the defensive coverage, right? Teaching them how to do all that, that's not something talent's going to make up for. Right. Um and and this is a situation where it's a little bit challenging because there's so much talent there. You not only need a good teacher of the position, you need someone that also has their respect because it. We, we've seen how attitude can cause issues here. Um, and so I think this is a, I think it's probably a more important hire than the receiver coach hire um, just because of the, frankly, the, the caliber of player we have at running back. I mean, look at Parrish. I mean, he came here because it's Smith and that transferred here, went back, and now he's here still. But the guy he came to play with is not here anymore. Like, you've got to make sure you recover. And I I have not heard a single bad thing about Parrish in terms of work ethic. I don't think it's going to be a problem or anything. But you kind of got to get someone that he respects and likes. I mean, he's kind of been screwed here. Yeah. He transferred to play with his old coach, and his coach went back a year later, and he's, he's sitting there like, okay. Um, so – I think, whereas at receiver, I mean, none of these, some of the freshmen, yeah, but the the, the returning players, they all have a lot to prove anyway, right? They 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 don't really have a reputation to rest on. So I think whoever we bring in there would be, you know, we'll probably have a captive audience. But running back is, is a little trickier. Some of those names that that um, have been put out there uh, for running for running back, uh, DJ Blue, uh, Cedric Irvin, is one uh, who obviously a lot of people know down here. Uh, Larry Porter is another one. Uh, the Duke, Duke Johnson is still in the NFL, guys. So can we relax on naming uh, unless he's retired and I don't know about it. But uh, <laughs> Duke Johnson. How much still. coaching experience has Duke had? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that one's a little. That's a little far fetched. But um, what are your thoughts, uh, Blue DJ? On well, let's start with Blue on Larry Porter, and then DJ will kind of talk to you a little about Cedric Irvin. But your your thoughts on. On, on Larry Porter. And you know what? And then we'll go wide receivers. I got a couple options at wide receiver also. Larry's been around. I yeah. mean, you know, he's had some really good backs. Uh, he's been, you know, he's not somebody who's just starting out. Um, he's, he's, he's had some, I like him. I mean, you know, I mean, but then again, we're going to, uh, to me, I have, my, I, like I said, I have my number one choice. I mean, and, uh, but after that, if we're going to go into a situation where, we're going to say, well, who's the next best? I, Because I think that's what's happened. Unfortunately, there's a couple, you know, I mean, like you said, I mean, was Dawson the first pick? Was Gidry the first pick? No. And that's that's not a good omen. I mean, they could work out and they could really surprise everybody. Um, I just, I don't know what it is why people are not taking the jobs, Jazz. I don't. I mean, I, I it's do. It's a little dumbfounding, right? Though it's a little. Well, bit I do concerning. and I don't. Uh, you know, Mario is Nick Saban, and if he's there at four o'clock in the morning, he expects you to be there at four in the morning. And I don't know if everybody wants to buy into that right. uh, uh, military academy type of deal you know i mean they not to say that any any college in america has got a nine to five job but you've got to kind of like you can't expect your assistant coaches to do what you're doing they're not making 35 million dollars you know i mean uh, i i mean they could be into it and they could buy into it and i'm sure they will 
But I think that's a stigma right now from what I hear is that um, he may be a little bit more boot campish than a lot of co- assistant coaches want right now. The, the other the other thing, I mean, what we're talking about, you know, Larry Porter's at UNC. Yeah. He's at a major program. It's not like no, yeah, yeah. this is the opportunity of a life. This is someone with a lot of experience. Is kind and of, he's been. Yeah, he's been at L- LSU as well. One national yeah. championship there as an assistant coach. Like, this is – when you aim for the top of the ladder there, you're going to miss a lot because sure. your value prop has to be perfect or they're just not going to do it. And I think – you know, last year we were able to to pull a lot of high profile coaches when the reality of how down the program was wasn't obvious, and now it kind of is. And then that's where all the stuff that Blue brought up matters even more, because right. it's like I'm not. And actually, Ben put this in there: hard to buy into a military academy that goes five and seven. That's exactly yeah. right. I mean, it's like all of this is like Nick Saban can do it because Nick Saban's going to the playoffs every year. We're trying to get there, but trying to get the buy-in is much more difficult. You know, if you if you go work under Nick Saban, you're going to get worked to death. You're going to win a lot, and you're going to get a better job out of it. Right. You know those things. Those last two items are not true right now at Miami. So, well, I mean, Ben make, <laughs> makes a, you know makes a great point, right? He says it's hard to buy into a military academy that goes five and seven. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's tough. You got to start winning football games. That's the bottom line. So, um, yeah, some of the other guys, Cedric Irvin, uh, I know, um, you know, somebody mentioned earlier. Uh, and then, you know, just kind of hiring within or a guy like maybe Roland Smith or or something along those lines, DJ. I mean, would you be opposed to hiring from within for that position? No, because I think, you know, in some respect, it, offers some form of continuity. And I think that's still important despite all of these staffing changes. I mean, we're still talking about two years into a new head coaching regime, and already there's been a lot of staff turnover. So while the results weren't perfect by any means, you know, I do think some form of continuity in terms of the coaching staff wouldn't hurt anybody. Now, if it's now, if the results aren't there, next year then i don't know if i if i want to keep you know any of the guys you know within the program but for now well, we'll be having a different conversation yeah oh yeah 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 100 percent. for now you know i think hiring from within would not be the worst thing just because there needs to be some sort of stable ground here yeah uh let's see what mark says here i think blue is right mario probably pretty demanding and you can't blame him but some coaches aren't Going to match that intensity. Yeah. yeah no, no. Well, it's, it's, again, it's, it's a value proposition, though. Um, you know, just going back to Larry Porter. Yeah, yeah, though we've seen how stubborn he is, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. right. But that's why the, the, the coaches, potential coaches coming in are making that calculation. Right. How many years am I going to have to put up with this before <laughs> we're good? At, no, before the team is good enough where my profile gets raised. Right. Last year, they were thinking maybe a one. Like, Gaz was probably thinking, we're going to come in there. We got this all-star staff. It's Miami. They got to be loaded. I'm sure when he got here and saw the town, he was probably pretty surprised at how much worse it is than Michigan, right? right. Um, and he's probably thinking a year, two tops as offensive coordinator here, I'm going to be a head coach, right? And that that was the value prop. Ponce is the same thing. He downgraded. He's thinking, I'm going to be the offensive coordinator here in a year or two because Gaz is going to move on to a better thing. It went the other direction. And now you're looking at this like, this is a major rebuild. Yep. Now you're thinking, how many years are I going to have to put up with this before – you know, we're actually a good program again, and it's a lot. And then someone like Larry Porter sitting there at Mac Brown's Country Club in the same conference winning more. Why exactly are you signing up to come down here? 
I mean, it's so, but in terms of like, should we promote within? I mean, it's cliche, get the best coach you can get. And frankly, as you start working on the list, eventually it does become Roland yeah. Smith or it becomes someone for off the, yeah. you know, and, uh, you got to have someone. So yeah. that's true. That's true. Uh, let's move into the wide receivers now. Uh, wide receiver coaches, excuse me. Some of the names that have been thrown out there. Uh, speaking of uh, North Carolina, you've got Galloway, uh, Coach Galloway, who's over there, who's who's a stud of a, a wide receivers coach. We've seen what he's done uh, with the wide receivers in North Carolina recently. Uh, also, another guy that's been thrown out there has been, uh, of course, uh, you know, the, the guy over at uh, Toledo, Kevin Kevin Beard. Beard. Uh, Leonard Hankerson. KB, come on now, a UM guy. Uh oh, I think Larry Blue, uh, Larry Blueson likes someone. Uh, Leonard Hankerson's another another name that's been dropped, and of course, uh, vicious favorite James Coley. Uh, (laughs) We'll start off with, um, you know, we'll start off with Vish on this. Vish, (laughs) what are your takes on some of these guys that have been uh, named, you know, named as as potential candidates to be the wide receiver coach here? So let me start with your with your favorite. Who <laughs> I, I'm on the record saying I don't want, which is James Coley, um, because I I just again this is just 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 me and maybe I'm wrong here. I don't like bringing someone back that was here ten years ago. To me, we we hold on to our past too much. I I've not been impressed with A and M's receivers except like, for Mario, right? Well, this is the thing. I'm about <laughs> to get to that too because. Um, for some of these other names that I, but, but just to close out the Coley thing a little bit. However, I mean, he is an elite recruiter. I kind of agree with what blue said. And he referenced Ponce. I want teachers first. Like, I think if Mario's best skill is like this guy can recruit, I don't need that to also be the best skill of all of our assistant coaches. And I think if you ask what is Coley's best trait, it is, it is recruiting. And I would rather, have some where you say the best coaches, this guy develops his receivers. That's his best trait. Um, so that that's my hesitation. That with that said, he's clearly a qualified receivers coach. He will bring the recruiting aspect. So it's not like a disaster or anything. But my concern with Beard and Hankerson and these types of would we even be thinking about that if they didn't play here? I think there's absolutely no way. So Going back to my previous standard, I'm I think Leonard Hankerson. Guy. I think Hankerson. Yes. I don't think any of these guys would be in even being mentioned if they did not play here. I think maybe, Leonard Hankerson. Maybe would. I'm wrong, but I think I, I don't know so much about Kevin Beard. I think Kevin Beard is because we linked him to Jason Candle, and now you know it's oh Kevin Beard. That's right, he's a cane. You know, but Leonard Hankerson has done some really good things in the NFL with the wide receivers. And again, right, that goes to, well. He's in the the freaking NFL coaching wide receivers. Why does he want to come down here? Right. Yeah, that's a whole, to... that's a whole other, but that's issue. a whole other thing. Cause money talks, right? Like that's just the bottom line. And I don't know if, uh, if that's something that would work, but anyways. yeah, but that's just my concern. When we start saying, well, this guy played here. Let's hire him. Sure, <laughs> and to Blue's point, we, we did that with the head coach. So that might be enough, enough <laughs> of that strategy. Um, but I even know what you're talking about. All right. <laughs> I, I, I just, I always, I always, always worry when we're, we start throwing alums names out there. Like, are we really, getting the best person possible to do this job or are we just getting on along? Right. So that would be my concern with both of those. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I've studied Toledo's receivers and I know if Kevin Beard's a good receivers coach. Now maybe he's great, but I, I, I strongly suspect we would not be throwing some of these names out there if they did not play football here. Blue, Blue is uh, Kevin Beard an, an elite uh, wide receiver? No, coach? he's a good coach. He's a, but then again, you know, I mean, 
but we're at that order. You got to remember, we're at that pecking order now where he may be better than the one, you know, that that's behind him. And sure, and I agree with this, if he didn't play here, we probably wouldn't pay attention to him. And we, they probably didn't pay any attention to him uh, five or six uh, uh, weeks ago or five or six months ago. But look at where we've become in the search here. And uh, now it's sort of like on the draft day. You know, yeah, I wouldn't take that kid. Well, if your board dictates that he's the best guy left, right? you know, that's what I'm saying. And uh, you never know. I mean, he's got a work ethic. Uh, Mario knows him. I mean, but then again, like I said, I, I was hoping when we started this entire process that we wouldn't be reaching for people. Well, we're reaching. All right, but, but you're really we already reach. If you reach for the OC, it's hard to then. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is also a factor, by the way. Yeah. Um, if you're talking about someone like Larry Porter working under under Shannon Dawson, might be problematic for him. To be honest. Yeah. Why do you think so? Because he probably views himself as like I. A national well, I'm 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 a national championship running backs coach at LSU, and now I'm Porter's resume. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm working for this dude better. that they plucked from Houston as their seventh choice or yeah. whatever. What is this? Yeah. So I do think that's probably the case. Although, again, it's not that that because Dawson was at Houston. He has a long resume too. He was Kentucky's OC for a year. Like he's not no one. Same thing with Gidry was a head coach. So these are yeah. not these are not unknowns or people without strong resumes. But they're also not of the stature of like what we brought in last year, which you know made it easier to then fill the coordinator positions when you're. Oh yeah, Kevin Steele, sure. And that's right. like who? Gidry? But I, I want to address what Pip Down just wrote. Uh yeah. <laughs> Anyone would want Reggie Wayne at wide receivers coach. Yes. But Reggie Wayne is also was also this close to being the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. So I mean that's another one, right? Blue? Like we're talking about we're talking about Leonard Hankerson, we're talking about Reggie Wayne. Those those guys and some of the other guys that are in, in, in the pros right now. You know, they don't necessarily want to come down and, and recruit and do all this stuff, especially for a guy like <laughs> like Mario Cristobal, where in the NFL it's a little more of a cushy job. I look, they still got a coach, they still gotta win. If not, they're gone. But it's it's a little bit of a different environment, a little bit of a different, you know, well, attitude maybe, that they have to Well, maybe working for right? Jeff Saturday it was, but you know, if you well, have that's a real what coach. I said. <laughs> you're taking a guy from the freaking radio booth and a PR guy and <laughs> making him the head coach. So all bets are off. I mean, why I think somebody selling the beer in a concession stand <laughs> might be just on the same bar. Yeah, but no, the, in the NFL they they work ridiculous hours too. I think the difference is you know, like you mentioned, Jeff, the whole recruiting thing is just a different game. Right. Do you even want to get involved in it? Like, it's – a lot of coaches do not want to, like, get a kiss these high school kids' ass. Like, it's not – it's not – This, your off-season in the NFL is your own off-season. Yep. Yeah, in college, true. you're working – you're selling that yep. program around the clock. Right. Yeah, if you're you're doing more draft prep, and again, yeah, and in the yeah. NFL, that's in the yeah. NFL, you draft your players, you sign who you want, you're right. picking the players, and college the right. players are picking you. It's just a different atmosphere, and a lot of whole different, atmosphere. and a lot of coaches that you know, college is just weird. You beg them to come here, and then once they hit campus, all right, I'm the captain now. Type right. of stuff. It's just it's like, weird. It is. It's weird. such a weird environment that like I can see why a lot of coaches are like, I'm not touching that. If I can go to the NFL, I'm not touching that. That's true. 
It's true. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens down the road there. Uh, I, 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 yeah, still I don't know about Eddie Grant. I like him, but. Uh, Where is Eddie Grant now? Nowhere. Oh, so, yeah, that's. He might be the guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't guy. think they're at that order yet. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie's a good man, but I don't know. Remember, he was at Miami, too, at one point. Yeah, it's this is uh, so Tommy Tuberville. So, I mean, you know, right. I, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, talk about talk about I re- like I like Eddie. But then again, Eddie's been in the mix for head jobs and this and that. Would he want to just come down here and be a assistant coach? Right. You know, every every time a job would open up or a position would open up, because remember, he was the OC of Kentucky and he was at Auburn and he was at, you know, some pretty good schools. So. It's going to be fun to watch the next couple of weeks because, uh, you know, spring <laughs> keep football. saying that every week. <laughs> well, I'm saying it's going to be fun to watch because spring football is going to start up next, what is it, next week or the week two after? Weeks. In two Before. weeks, right? What do you, uh, I mean, you know, I, I know we're not going to be able to tell too much because it is spring football and we will be at, I, I will be at the spring green fish. I don't know if you're down here. Uh, that uh, that weekend, April fourteenth, it is on a Friday, but I'm sure. Where's Blue... it gonna be? Dry Pink again? Yeah, it's at Dry Pink. So I know Blue will be out there. Yeah, but I'm not parking where I parked last year. That's for damn sure. I freaking parked at the airport. Last Blue, year. we might have to park. I might have to park at your house. We'll take an Uber. Over there. <laughs> all right? You know, you're the one that lives up north. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I live all the way down here in the game. <coughs> Um, what's up, Anthony? What's going on, my brother? We got a lot of people, Mr. O- Mr. O- o- Mr. Overdose. Okay, it is right. I was going to say Mr. Overdose. It is Mr. Overdose. Uh, Pip down, Ja or J-A-A, Anthony, FTW's in the house. Uh, yeah, look, spring football's coming up. We'll get, we'll get into baseball in a second because I know that. Uh, I, I think we've also, before you say blue is up north, I thought Danny was going to, like, fall over. because. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> not that far up north. I mean, you and Vish are both up here. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. If I said I was up north, people where Danny R would laugh at me. So, I, yeah, I, you're not dealing with call, like I, I'm what they call Mid Atlantic. Yeah. You're not you're dealing with 19 degree temperatures, blue and jazz. I don't want to hear anything about being I, up you're north. You're supposed to okay. get. You're supposed to get a nice uh, blizzard or something soon over there, huh? <sighs> yep. Good times, yeah. man. Vish, are well, you gonna, I think we're, we're done with it, right? winter down here. We've had our 45 and 50 degrees. You said yeah. I don't have to deal with hurricanes. That's the good thing. I don't have to deal with hurricanes or anything. They're like, I don't like hurricanes. Ugh, no thanks. You got to deal with those nor'easters, man. Those I'd rather just... deal with that than a hurricane that could literally lift me up off the ground and throw me 10,000 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Truthfully. That's rough, man. I was done. This weekend was the last bit of winter that I was going to get, and that was a uh, – it was in the 40s in Savannah. That's as cold as I want it to be. That's it. Yeah, we're not getting any colder than it was, that's for sure. Nope, nope. So then we hit our cold spell. You're definitely not coming to the BC game in November. Then I'll tell I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, man. The 40s, you're not going to make it up to the BC game. In, no, look, in look, listen. I, I don't mind. I don't mind a little cold weather. So I'll, I'll, I'll tough it out. Plus, I'll probably be in – I'll probably be in the uh, in the uh, in the press box. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I thought that at, at Georgia Tech, but it was like open. It was open, so you were screwed either way. And then you're up here, cold. and it's just coming in, and uh, you could tell who was covering Miami and who was covering Georgia Tech because we were on sweaters and hoodies, <laughs> and they're like in their polos. Just, like, well, I don't know. Is the press box open in, in BC? Do you, do you guys know? Sometimes, yeah. I, I sat up there because I used to know the athletic director many years ago, and I used to sit up there and. They 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 can't open the windows and stuff, but the press right. box themselves are like closed in. 
So my okay. guess is they probably won't be open, but I'll mail you a nice little jacket, maybe a scarf, some boots before you come up. As long as it's a Red Sox jacket, ready. I'm good with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we want to wear anything Red Sox, but that's I'm another story. For I later. could. I can't, I can't wear any UM gear, so I'll take a Red Sox hat or something, you know? I'm good with a Red Sox tickets jacket. Tickets will be cheap this year, Jazz, so maybe come up in the summer because I don't know if tickets will uh, be as uh, hard to get this year. That's that's a conversation. But anyway. That's, that's a conversation right after the show. They spend no here. money. That's why. Yeah, because yeah. Tampa Bay North, they call it now, because they're not doing anything. But anyway. Anyways. Don't um, make me get on the soapbox right now. No, we could. We can go on for days. Spring football, man. Spring football is coming up soon. We've got practices that are starting in a couple of weeks. Is there anything that you all want to see? Because obviously we'll get into – we'll start covering practices a little bit as well. But um, is there anything you all want to see, you know, from a defensive side or from the offensive side? going into uh to spring camp and you know what you want to see for the spring game as well yeah they were nice pimp they were the 40s were nice i can't complain it was nice uh dj we'll start off with you man i just want to see the running back room and like having all those athletes on this you know same field hypothetically just seeing what they can do because we have tremendous talent i mean we talked about you know mark fletcher and henry Parrish and just having you know not only a solid RB1, but a solid RB2 and so on. The depth that running back provided everybody stays healthy is going to be really, really exciting. So I'm kind of curious to see, you know, how things shape out there because, you know, like you guys alluded to earlier in the show, this has the potential to be, you know, perhaps the best backfield in in the country in the not-so-distant future. Yeah. Vish, what are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, I'm looking more what we do, both offensively, defensively, formationally. I mean, we've been spending a lot of time in the offense because that position's been open. And, you know, relatively speaking, the defense is better last year. It still wasn't good. Um, Fernie, but, we'll, we'll answer that question. Yeah, second. Fernie, we'll answer that. Um, so there's that. But, like, our linebacker room is still, you know, needs work. And I'm curious how we, we line up there Ooh, and cover that. Because yeah. um, I don't think we've talked a lot about that just because – I mean, again, I, I've been saying this a lot, but the offense, the defense got a little bit of a free pass last year because the offense was so atrocious. Like the defense was not good, and and <laughs> and now that now you know now that we got this coordinator in here, it looks like a style shift around there. I'm curious to see what Gidry does defensively because I think there's more potential, especially at the defensive line, like that we can potentially be really good defensively, and and I think that'll help a lot. And but um, but the linebacker is still the weakest position, the weakest position last year, so. How do we? I know he's supposedly a four-two guy. So do we? You know what? Two linebackers because you got to cover a lot of space that way. You know, flag is not really a sideline to sideline speed demon. So Wes is definitely going to be. Yeah, Wes should be one of them. Well, we say that, and then the next thing you know, new guy comes in, and all of a sudden, like, why is that guy? Well, maybe one of the the questions. Well, that that that's what I want to see, right? You would think you think Wes would be there. And then who's next to West? You think is the question we're trying to answer, but that's a tough question. But we end up all the time with why is this guy playing instead of that guy? Situations, especially I'm a new coach in there. So that, but that is kind of what I want to see. And we, you know, new linebackers coach too. So yeah, I'm looking that way. Defensive. Uh, we're going to answer some of the questions in a second. I just want to get Blue's take on spring football, and then we'll get to your answer. Uh, we'll get to your question, Anthony. And uh, Miss Overdose, we'll get to your questions real quick um, in just a second. And to yours, Tap, of course. We'll get into that exciting question of yours. Uh, Blue, your thoughts on spring football, what you want to see uh, starting off with practice and um, 
and moving yeah. forward. I'm going to stick on Vicious' side here with yeah. the defense. We gave up 40 points six times last year. That's, that's not a good thing. Um, so we have to work there. We have to uh, – I mean, come on. It's it's uh, That's where everything's got to be corrected. I mean, offensively, we know the shortcomings, but at least we have some – a group – they are in a quarterback that are, you know, stay healthy. They're going to be – can't say that on defense. I mean, we were terrible up front at times last year. I mean, Middle Tennessee, FSU game, those games, they just exposed what we – the amateurish kids that we had. I mean, it's, we had very little talent and very, no depth, so – that's what I want to see in spring. I want to see them kind of shore up this defense a little bit. I mean, it'd be embarrassing to go into the first game and have Miami, Ohio put a 30 spot on you. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to be in that situation. So I think that's what I'm going to look at. I'm going to see how much that Gidry can implement, uh, how much he can get at you maybe using. He'll have a little bit of some new personnel as, as you guys said, with linebackers, um, been a couple of uh, transfer portal kids. So my concentration during the spring is going to be on defense. Yeah, someone mentioned Francisco Maigo. I totally forgot that. Yeah, <laughs> he came in from Washington, from Washington State. So that's another probably another name we're going to hear a lot of as well. Anthony, yeah. Okay, so let's let's get to this question first. Um, Blue, we'll answer this question from Anthony. Uh, bringing in the an air raid coordinator. Uh, do you think we start recruiting Mayberry Mateer out of Woodlands in Texas again a lot harder than we were in the previous with the previous OC? I'm not sure who that is, but you, I'm sure. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know He's really good, but at the same time, is I think that you have to kind of look and see what what kind of offense he is going to run because I mean, no, we know the air raid, but I think it's going to be minimized because it's such a great running back room. I think that the run. I still think you could run. The air raid is kind of overused, but yeah. you could run that offense, but at the same time, you have to set it up with a good running game. And and I think that's where Miami's improvement has to come from. Up front, which they've been really gotten better. I mean, young at some places, but up front, I think they're going to be deeper, which means they'll be able to run the ball. And then when they run the ball, you back up those linebackers a little bit, and then you start doing your stuff. You know, you start winging the ball around, but – you're not going to wing the ball around with nine guys and the 10th guy walking up every time. You're just not. So you have to establish some type of running game. I don't care what, I don't care what you're running. Yep. I don't care if you're just, you're going to no back offense. You got to establish something to keep the, the secondary from blitzing. I mean, because of defense, look at, look back. And I was watching a few games last year, the defensive coordinators, that played in Miami had the easiest freaking job. Oh man, tell me about Jesus. it. Jesus, you got to be kidding me. There was a five year old had more imagination than we were showing. So, <laughs> but that's my that's my take on that. On on that, I, I you know let's. I mean, he's a good player, the kid. But would he is he want to gonna? He's a marquee kid. Is he gonna want to come where there's nothing established, where he's getting offers from everywhere else that he just fits in automatically? Yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna want to wait and see how this definitely. How this, and how this I would too. Yeah, I agree. So I, agree. I, I don't know if you you all are familiar with Jake Merklinger, um, but apparently we just offered him, and he's out of the Savannah. Yeah, he's out of Savannah. So Jazz, what were you doing this weekend? 
Here's where Mark is You closed it? What kind I of NIL? No I have you no idea who that is. You closed those no Savannah idea. Bananas NIL deal with, with him, and, and we're good to go here? No anyway, that happened that during, is, the, during the show. So he's, yeah. he's a four-star yep. big kid. But they also uh, offered A.J. Hairston from Monarch High School, who everybody overlooked in the kick of play. Well, that, I mean, apparently they wanted to try to keep that under wraps, and it kind of came out, but typical. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who the guy from Savannah is, and I was just there on vacation, guys. Okay. Sure, sure, uh, sure. And just to uh, answer Pim's questions real quick, it's because offenses have changed. You can't run a 4-3 as a base. No one's lining up with, like, a tight yeah, end. you don't have Barrow, Smith, and Armstead. You also, yeah, you don't have three NFL players at linebacker. Yeah, right. But if you yeah. did, you might find I, – I, frankly, if we had those three right now, it would probably be – I have those three probably Armstead with like as like an edge rusher just because you're not you're not that'll be the new you know because you're you're not I mean because the 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 reason that teams aren't running four there's a base anymore is at at least there's three receivers on the other team's offense so someone's got to cover a slot receiver um, and just so you guys know that's why it's changed down um coach Guidry likes to uh blitz with his safeties he likes to do a lot of corner blitzes which is why that four two five. I think typically that that you know one of those guys is going to be, a, a, you know, a guy like a James Williams or even Cam Kitchens, who apparently, according to if you watch Flow Show yesterday, he seems to be pretty excited about the opportunity to be able to blitz and to play down the box a little bit more sometimes too. Which is 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 the mo for for a, a Lance Gidry type type defense also. So that'll be exciting. I think the four two five is is a great defense. And and by the way, it's a four two five with. Again, with multiple looks. So I think that'll be interesting to, to watch. Uh, Vish, you want to answer this question from Fernando Tapia? I want to see some F1. When are you guys starting up the show again? Glad you asked. Which yeah, tells funny. me, one, by the way, first of all, which tells me something. You're not following us on Twitter or you're not paying attention on Twitter. Go ahead, Vish. Yeah, that'll be on Wednesday. Um, as normal time, normal service resumed. Wednesday night, we will be uh, bringing the F1 show back to a... It is called Hitting the Apex for yes, you F1 yes. fans that are starting um, to get into it now. Okay? On this channel. On this channel. Yes. On this channel, baby. 8.30 p.m. Hitting the Apex tap. Get ready. We miss Evan. We haven't talked to Evan in God knows I know, because Evan, Evan um, I think he works during yeah. this show. He does. He does. <laughs> so. Um, let's see. What else do we got with the air raid? Is uh, Mario Cristobal going to focus on Texas players? I don't. I, I don't no, think it's no, going to dictate the correlation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean yeah. there's apparently there's some players in Texas. A lot of good wide receivers in Texas. Right. That go under, we got some pretty good uh, wide receivers here too. Yeah, so. I think yeah. we'll be okay there. I think he's just going to focus on the best players he can recruit. So. Oh yeah, I understand um, the question though. That's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else do we have? Want to see who's separate? Ben says, want to see who's separate. Okay, well, first let me just address this. That is so not happening. Oh, no. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> that's why I didn't want to address it, Anthony. Come let me on, show, man. Look, man. The man's, a, the man's a friend of the show, so we're going we're gonna to read his question, but come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Although I, I am confident he'll beat out, beat out Jakari Brown because I don't know who that is, but. Yeah, Jakari <laughs> and Henry Williams earlier. He said, Henry. Uh, no, yeah, that's all right. That's so. all right. That's all right. But, uh, yeah, no, there's this is TV's job yeah. unless he gets injured. Yeah, um, and CeeLo 79. Do y'all think Popo and Malik Bryant will be in a rotation at linebacker? Uh, look, those are some big, big physical linebackers that we recruited. 
Uh, Popo, it looks like he looks like a man already. He's he's, yeah. he's probably 230 pounds already. Malik Bryant is probably 230 pounds already. So it's a bigger than all the linebackers we had last year combined. It feels it feels like so. Uh, yeah, could they potentially? All right, we have to see what Lance Gidry is going to do on defense. Uh, we've we've got Chase Smith coming back. Uh, believe it or not, guys, Keontre Smith is still on the football team. He didn't go anywhere. So that's another guy that's back on the team. Oh, by the way, Corey Flagg is still on this football team. Yes, he also. is. Leading tackler. Okay. Larry Bluestein's favorite defensive player, baby. The Corey leading Flagg. tackler, baby. <laughs> He's still on this team, right? So uh, it's going to be uh, – I don't know, man. It's going to be tough because – you know, and you got Marcellus Pulliam, uh, who's who's another big guy, big guy. You got a lot of players there that are unproven, all right? Except maybe Wes, who proved you, you a little something last year. Keontre Smith did a little bit of something, but we know that he, you know, he's got his limitations as well as Corey Flagg, right? He's a tough player. Uh, Corey Flagg is a tough player. He can, you know, he, he he's he's not afraid of tackling, which is nice to see. But uh, he also brought in Francisco Malagoa. And um, there's going to be competition there. Uh, and like B- Vish and Blue mentioned earlier, I think the linebacker position is going to be, uh, I don't know about, I don't know if it's going to be a question mark, but it is going to be important to see how they, how they develop and get better there. Uh, yeah. And, and um, let's see what else. Let's go ahead and, you know, before we get to, uh, to base, we'll close it out. we got five minutes on baseball, but before we do baseball, let's give a shout out to, uh, no, Ben, the portal's not done yet. you got to wait till after spring. You know, you'll get a second wave of portal kids there. <laughs> um, prizepicks.com. Let's give them a shout out to our sponsor, prizepicks.com. Uh, uh, Javon, a, b- a buddy of mine, if he's watching, make sure you check this out, man. Well, don't match your first deposit up to $100. If you sign in, if you log in with the code 5, F-I-V-E, uh, price picks um, and five reasons uh, five reasons little, 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 the five reasons sports that will match your first deposit up to $100. It's real simple. It's you pick your players anywhere between two and five players, depending on how much money you want to make. Choose the over under on their individual categories, and that's how you win, baby. So make sure you check them out. Uh, prizepicks.com code word five when you sign up. That's F I V E, and they will match your deposit up to $100. And then you can win some money. Pricepicks.com. Check them out. Um, before we let you go, baseball did start for the University of Miami. Um, and of course, basketball, basketball keeps kicking ass. They've won, I think. Uh, oh, there he is. There's Javon. What's up, Javon? Um, appreciate the shout out, man. Um, you are checking us out. Uh, yeah, so the baseball team. And by the way, uh, again, basketball. Basketball is still kicking ass. They've won what 16, 16 straight at home now. And uh, yeah, six, six in a row, six in a row, big game tomorrow at Virginia Tech, which is definitely the toughest game left on the schedule. Pitt's a better team, yes. but at home, that shouldn't be as challenging as Virginia Tech's schizophrenic. They beat Pitt, they beat Virginia, and they lose to Georgia Tech. So th- that's one where you can take a bad loss because they're actually much better in their resume. Well, myself and uh, Vish will be at the Florida State game this Saturday, uh, base uh, basketball, and we will also be at the Dartmouth baseball game possibly Friday and Saturday as well. And we'll be at the women's basketball game on Sunday. We're going full canes here. Uh, on, on the, 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 the stars align, so my, my ass yeah, is flying crazy. down, and uh, we're, we're going to be on campus. If you all want to hang out with us a little bit, check us out. Hit us, uh, hit us up on Twitter or on um, 
wherever you guys have us on on social media. Make I think sure it's just Twitter. Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Just think it's on Twitter, Twitter or Twitter. I have an Instagram. You don't have an Instagram, but I, I, know, Instagram. I, I never give that out. But yeah, just check out check us out on Twitter, man. Give us a shout out there. Uh, Blue Blue is gonna go check out some baseball with us also. And I'm just yeah, I gotta do that. I, yeah, I, I just I gotta put in a little shout out for Haley Cavender with 33. Yeah, it was, she was she was a bad woman. Bad woman. She's awesome. And, and we get to see her play on Sunday. So it's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, the, yeah, uh, senior the day. Yeah, senior day for the women. Day for the women. So uh, baseball off to an okay start. Obviously, they dropped the first one. Uh, but they can hit. Shoot, so five home runs. Eight home runs all, the whole series. Eight okay, no. Um, five in the first two games. Hitting hitting was problematic on Sunday. Oh, stop uh, it. It's not problematic. Wait, hold on. They had one run goodness. through nine. Let's look. Look, uh, this is what we're gonna do. Are we gonna have yes. this show? Oh my god, yes. they suck at hitting already because no, they no, scored no, three no. runs in one game because no. they didn't hit great. No, no, what I'm saying, it's is... like saying it's like saying they suck because they don't. Okay, Gage, I can't believe what he did. Pitch is gonna be a problem. It's one game. No, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with saying that it's early, but to say that oh they can hit when one of the three games they hit like shit, I don't think it's a fair statement. <sighs> based if you're concluding based on and i think they're but i think the the good thing with this team is a lot of depth so i think he's got to feel out the lineup a little bit there's some so they hit a little bad on a, one day they still hit a two-run walk-off home run for the love of god <laughs> Which you're, you're acting like such a miami fan right now you're being such a miami fan what's wrong with us jazz oh my god bro. <laughs> miami fans you know i mean i was on the chat i was in the discord chat with some of the guys the other day Oh my gosh, Gage Gage, we can't pitch. Oh my gosh, Gage Z. This is the first I do think it was I do think ever start. It's it's a bad move. Don't get me wrong. I yeah, I think that was a bad move starting him on Friday night. Yeah, I don't know that you go. But it's all right, big Mike. You keep that to yourself. Um um, no, I think I think from him going from bullpen straight into the Friday roll was a big leap. I get that. I get that, you know. Uh but ah god, it's Opening weekend, we hit eight home runs. Zach Levinson, hello, welcome. Yeah, home on. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the big show. Yeah, three home runs this weekend. Yo Yo is the only one that didn't hit a home run, right? Yo Yo was over swinging. He'll get it right. Yeah, Ian yeah, Sarah, a lot, lot, lot of, lot of like moonshot pop ups because he was trying to hit everything out of, of the yard. Of course, you know. But Ian Farrell went yard. Uh, CJ Kafis. Kafis had a real good Sunday. Right? Your boy, uh, vicious Carlos favorite Perez. player, Carlos Perez went yard. Um, yeah, we know, gotta man. we gotta figure something out, catcher. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, well, hey, <laughs> hey, whatever, we'll figure that out. But everything, everything I will say that the, the thing sir that... look good at second base, right? Start well, Yomi, yeah. So that's an interesting on, one, on right? That, like, who's gonna? Because it's hard to take his bat out of lineup, but then. He struggled a little bit in the field. He short hopped a couple of throws. To, and Dorian's a better fielder, but right. it's hard to take Dorian's that bat out. A good hitter, though. Yeah, but then Ian Farrow's got to be the DH. So it's almost like it would be better if we had like better spread on the positions. But right, because we have probably twelve guys you want in the lineup, but they're yeah, all Jason Torres can swing it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Carrier didn't even get in that bat this weekend. No, he's like, he's he's still he's still, still, still I mean he's 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 healthy I think but I think he's still working on yeah, I think I think awesome Ar- Ariel Garcia only had one at bat and a pinch hit so there's like all these bats on the bench but then they're not necessarily in the positions where they could start right so it'll be interesting to see how Gino I I, I think the kid that I want to see more is Ben Chestnut he had a good solid outing in the relief on on Friday night 
Uh, I definitely want to see him. I'm assuming we'll see him because there's two midweek games this week. I'm assuming he'll be able to start one of them. Uh, That kid, Sinta, the the lefty, looked solid. He was good out of the pen, yeah. So, um, you know, hey, Dartmouth. Look, Dartmouth is not supposed to be anything to write home about. Dartmouth is worse than Penn State, so. Yeah. But it was Uh, good. It was good. I think the bullpen's shaping up pretty well. Probably going to have to block that because uh, it's definitely a spam. But, um, Uh uh, but anyways, I think think Dartmouth is going to be – it's just going to be – you know, interesting to see how many guys come out and play a little bit. So, Blue, you got to get out there, man. Got to get out there and watch some baseball. No, games. I do. You're right. I yeah. got. I just have so many camps and combines right now. I can imagine. I can imagine. I guess the other thing I should mention, like Dario Gomez was the leadoff, struggled a bit at the plate, but man, he's so natural in center field. Yeah, he's really good. He was there. really tracking it out there, and if it, once his, his hitting should catch up, he's he's a transfer that was hit at the D1 level. So I don't. I think he's going to be a weapon down there. He played at a uh, Blues alma mater. Yeah, yes, guy. guy. Yeah, so. so I think I think he'll be he'll be really good. He's not one I would panic about because he struggled at the. Play no, you also have Gabby Gutierrez, who I don't think has played yet, right? No, I don't. I don't recall can, see him. Yeah, he can swing it a little bit too. No, so. there's there's a lot of uh, these these stars better get it together because there there are people that can come there's in. Some, and, yeah, you're right. There's some yeah. good bats. There's some good bats behind him and, you know, maybe not trying to steal second on a 3-1 count in the ninth inning with no outs. And uh, I mean, Gino yeah. looked like he was going to – no, Gino did not send him. Gino oh, was going to kill him. He just – he just Patelli just decided to take second on his own because he thought he had it and he got thrown out. And I thought Gino was going to just, like, walk off the field to discuss. That's my thing. Like, <laughs> what do you – what do you – anyways, what are you doing there? What are you doing? Well, the worst thing is on, on his hit – I mean, he easily could have gotten to second on, on as a double, but yeah. he held up because you don't want to make the you don't want to get thrown out when you're leading off the ninth down a run. Thank God, eight. thank God, potentially your best hitter on that team. All right, <laughs> walked it off for you. No, guys. it was it was all like completely ruined the inning, and then oh, we won anyway. Never mind. It's all good. It's all good. Anyways. Make sure you check us out. Yeah, pin down. Come down and, and, and check us out at the the games, man. We'll be there. We'll be there this weekend. So make sure you check us out. Uh We've got another big show next Monday, I'm sure, uh, as we get ready for spring football. We'll we'll break down some position battles, and uh, and hopefully and hopefully we'll have the position coaches settled in as well. I know we've got some on defense as well that are that are still looking to uh, to kind of settle in. So uh, make sure you check us out next Monday at eight thirty p.m. Oh, five re- real quick, I might YouTube start doing some, some midweek hits on the YouTube show as well. So look out for those. Some quicker, short. Short videos talking about like last week I did Shannon Dawson after he was hired, but you know might actually like squeeze in some basketball talk there, Jazz, since I never get to on the show. Oh man, <laughs> we don't we don't talk about it, but we will totally watch the game off camera. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but we won't actually talk about the basketball. And, and the basketball team right now is, is by is, far is, the best thing going. The best thing going in the oh, yeah. school. So uh, maybe you know, nationally. Yeah, they are really good. Yeah, they they're, are they're really, really good. good. I heard a couple of people the other day talking about. I see. Uh, well, I told you, Seth Greenberg. Yeah, he, yeah. he's he's a Miami fan. He just said that you know what? On any given day, Miami can beat anybody in the country. I I, and I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, make sure again check us out on Wednesday night too. If you're an F1 fan, make make sure you check us out on hitting the apex right here on the same uh, Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel at eight thirty p.m. 
Uh, we will. I mean, it's uh, next week, March fourth. Is it March fourth or March third? Is is uh, yeah. yeah is we're doing. First, we're is doing. Abu Dhabi? Is it Abu Dhabi or Bahrain? Uh, it's not Abu Dhabi. It's uh, yeah, it's Bahrain. 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 Yeah. So make sure you check us out because we will be talking Formula One on Wednesday night. Myself, Vish, and uh, Moni. I think Moni. God knows she hasn't answered us in like <laughs> months. Uh, no, but uh, we'll be on there talking some uh, Formula One. And, uh, and leading up to the big race, uh, the first race of the season, which is in Bahrain, March 3rd or March 4th, something like that, whenever Friday is, that, that weekend. But, uh, yeah, make sure you check us out. And on Monday nights, again, 8.30 p.m. here on the Five Reasons Sports Channel with myself, Vish, Larry Bluestein, and DJ. We'll see you guys next Monday. Adios. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Rings Kane Show. <laughs> you know. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.